Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. We finally have Trevor on the other end. And I, 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 I'm so happy that we kind of waited in a way because so much stuff has happened in the last couple of weeks. But Trevor, what's up? How's it going, man? Hey, man. Happy to be back. Uh, it's been a while and I've missed you very much. So I miss you too. <laughs> I, I miss you too. And I'm so ready to jump in this World of Warcraft clan, whatever you want to create, because you and Sebi have fully engrossed me in this world. I'm not joking. Like I am always thinking about, why don't I just go do a couple of quests? Like I'm, I can't stop, dude. I don't know what you have done to me. I never, I never, I never felt like this about World of Warcraft before. Even when I did classic way back when the original version came. For some reason, this one, and maybe maybe this happened with when the game originally came out too, but like this one just feels bigger. So I'm gonna, I, I obviously I've had like a whole list of what we're gonna talk about, but I'm gonna go straight into WoW Classic. So I want, I wanna get it from you, someone who's an OG in this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I have a, a very long history with World of Warcraft. Um, as I mentioned, I think the very first time I, I came on this episode, it is definitely um, one of my top games of all time, without a doubt. Um, I just have so many good memories in it. And Classic has always been this weird spot for me because um, when I played first played World of Warcraft, played vanilla, like I went as deep as someone can go um, <laughs> to, to the point where I, I literally uh, got a warning from school that if I didn't pick up my grades, <laughs> oh my I was going to be kicked out. So um, yeah, I mean, I got deep. Um, but yeah, like, in general, um, Vanilla was the the one that I played the most. Um, and then Burning Crusade, I kind of, because I run really hard on Vanilla, I kind of pulled back a bit. I didn't do anything crazy. But then uh, when Lich King came out, I was just, I was just enjoying it so much. And I said, I just want to, I want to jump back in again. I want to do the raids and all that kind of stuff and, and did them. And um, I, so I really love, just love Lich King. Um, it, it's a lot of fond memories. So this was definitely the one I wanted to go back to. Um, I tried to level up. Um, the, what level are you now? Uh, well, I tried to level up um, to 40. Uh, I got to 47. Just playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you start from the from, from one. I, oh, my God. Yeah, I started from one to to level up doing uh, to go all the way through. This was during Burning Crusade, of course. Never, I never played Classic at all because, again, I knew what Classic was and I didn't really want to do it again. Um <laughs> So, but anyways, I, I was like, okay, well, Lich King's coming out. Um, I know I could probably buy the the boost, the uh, one of the packs, but um, I'm going to actually try to level. Um, life got in the way and prevented me from reaching <laughs> there, which I'm a little disappointed by because old Trevor definitely would have done it in, in half the time. Um, but anyway, so I, uh, I got the boost. I'm 70. Um, I'm just about 71 now. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it's really nice to go back. Like even just um, in general, like when I leveled up to 47, uh, it's a, it's nostalgia, like to the max for me personally. Like w one of the biggest things that you might know, not know is that the next expansion after Lich King is Cataclysm. Okay. And Cataclysm was the first, uh, was basically their, 
uh, Deathwing, the one of the big dragons in the lore, he basically comes and just destroys the world. And the whole idea behind this was this was their opportunity to rebuild the world because there's just so many changes happen over the time. And the everything from, um, you know, uh, classic Burning Crusade and, and Lich King was uh, Lich, like each one got better and better, but they kind of nailed it by Lich King with the questing structure um, and the progression and all that. It just felt really good. So they they didn't want to have this weird like, you know, these like older areas were very like different than the newer areas that they they were planning on building. So they kind of did this whole thing where they destroyed the world and rebuilt it and, you know, it looked better and, and, and the flow and the questing, all that was better. Um, but there's just something about it was that like they destroyed the whole world, right? Like um, zone, there's one zone that went from one to two, for example, and areas that were there are not there anymore. And and it just, you know, it, a lot of people miss that. And uh, being able to go back and kind of go through those areas as they as they were was, again, it was a good memory trip. And and yeah, jumping into Lich King so far, it's it's been a blast. And I'm playing... Um, holy paladin which i've never done before Wait, what's uh, the difference between i guess because I, I know what a paladin is because that's what i was starting with originally yeah but what's a holy paladin <laughs> so basically in in warcraft um you have different specs uh so each class can have each class has multiple specs um most classes have three specs um some have four some have two even so uh, the way it basically works is um, each spec is one of the Holy Trinity. So in MMOs, you have your damage dealers, you have your tank and your healer. The tank goes in there, gets all the aggro, the healer keeps the tank alive, the DPS, just DPS down. Good DPS don't get hit, um, but mechanics change and sometimes it's unavoidable, but then that's on the healer. So um, each spec will be assigned to one of those. So some classes are just pure DPS classes. So for example, the mage has three different specs. They have arcane, which is more arcane magic, fire, fire magic, and frost. Yeah, um, I know. I, I think I'm a ice mage right now yeah. in Lich King. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be the frost uh, spec. Yeah. So yeah. So you, you're mostly using frost spells. So you get different spells that you wouldn't get in the other tree. Um, and then they empower them in different types of ways and that kind of stuff. So each spec completely changes how the class plays for the most part, um, even on the DPS side. So again, like the frost versus fire is completely different versus the arcane. So what's awesome about that is, is it gives you a good variety in the game of you can build different specs you, in, in Lich King and, and previous, you can even split between specs um of course you can just always go online and be like what's the what's the spec and you can always get the meta spec but um there's there's some freedom to make some choices in there and and it changes up the gameplay a lot and then if you're one of your specs is a tank then you will be a tank and the big difference there is is that um you're you're going to do less damage but you're going to be very squishy you are not squishy the opposite is squishy you're going to be you're going to be able to take a lot of damage yeah um, and then basically, uh, if you're a healer spec, then you're a healer. So in the case of the Paladin, Paladin is one of the more versatile classes where they can actually be a tank, a healer, or a DPS. So that gives you freedom up to play all those different roles. But the only problem is, is that you can only play those roles one way. Yeah. So I'm playing the Holy Paladin. I There's one way to heal as a Holy Paladin. Um, if I went the Protection Paladin, 
I think it's protection paladin, then I would be tank, but I'd be doing less damage, but more survivable. And then if I went rep paladin, I'm a DPS spec. But then again, it's one way to play the DPS. So if you're kind of like, I want to just be the damage dealer, you're better off trying to find one of those classes that can be a variety of different damage specs as opposed to a paladin or a druid, where a druid is the same thing. A druid could be a healer, it could be a tank, um, and it actually has two DPS specs. That's the one where it's a little bit different from the others. So um, yeah, so basically playing a holy paladin, I'm I'm going down the holy spec, but it doesn't prevent me from re, uh, basically changing my spec to ret. And actually, that's that's typically a good thing to do because if I went to ret, then I would level up faster. But I like to do the dungeons, and I can't wait till you play a dungeon. Uh, wait, wait, so I, for the spec thing, when you want to change it, you have to pay to reset it? Yes, so you okay. do have to pay to reset it. So okay. that's, and a lot of people go back and forth on that. This is, again, this is the divide between retail World of Warcraft and uh, classic World of Warcraft. Classic World of Warcraft is more brutal in so many ways. If you want to change a spec, you have to pay money. That money goes up. And at one point, it was very expensive to respec. So you couldn't just respec on the fly. Lich King actually introduces dual specs. And I don't, I'm not, I haven't kept up with what they have and haven't changed because they do make small changes. Um, so I'm not sure if dual specs were introduced right off the bat. In Lich, in, in the original Lich King, they were introduced later on. So basically, you pay a big lump sum of gold to get dual spec. Then you can have two specs. And oh. then you could just swap between them. So I, as a paladin, I can have my red spec oh, like and my that. holy spec. And then when I'm going to go into a dungeon, I just swap to the holy spec and then I can heal the dungeon. And then when I go back to leveling, I could go back to red. And I don't have to pay. I just have to be in a rested area. So in an inn or a city. So you can't swap your spec in the middle of the dungeon, which is what they wanted and is a good choice because you kind of commit to that build to go into that group. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. Rather than us having to pay and then do it again, then you're like, ah, you know what? Like, because I know for a mage, um, initially you should be playing as an ice mage if you want to play mage as in, in the Lich King uh, expansion. And then towards the end, you should switch to arcane. Okay. So for me, I was like, okay, wait, like, so I'm going to do all this. I'm going to pay a big amount of money and then do it. I'm like, what if I want to go to fire? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that, the good thing is, is that um, uh, when you first start, uh, swapping specs is very cheap. Like, I think okay. the very first time, Again, I just off memory. I think the first time is like one gold or five gold. It's like oh wow, okay, it's like nothing. Five gold, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it goes up, right? So then, okay. it, then the next time is ten gold, then it's fifteen gold, and twenty, and then it, it capped at fifty, I believe. And fifty in classic, if it was fifty at the time, was very expensive. Um, in Lich King, gold is gold comes more quicker, so. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely sucks. But again, this is the whole thing of like in retail, like you basically, it costs nothing to respec. You can change your specs as much as, as you want. I think in Lich King, even though you have two specs, if you want to change one of those specs, like you want to change the healer to a tank, then you have to pay to to redo that part of the tree or that that spec of the dual specs. Um, whereas in, in uh, retail, like it's free game. Like you, if you're in a rest of town, you can change anything in your your talent tree at, at will. You can swap specs at will. Um, so the problem there is that then why some people like you might be thinking like that sounds great. Some people are like, 
well, now it gives people too much freedom that they, that they can't really commit to learning that spec. And, you know, I it's, get that in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of like, again, it, they, everything they did along the way to get to retail, they, they made the game more accessible and easier. Yeah. And at the same time, like I see where they're coming from, like the two sides. I generally prefer to favor the retail because where I am in my life, right? Like I don't, <laughs> I don't have all the hours to sit around and look for a group and, and that kind of stuff. Whereas in retail, you could just be like, I want to do this dungeon and you queue up and you, they have the full matchmaking and you're, you're oh. teleported to the dungeon and everything. Whereas in Lich oh, King, awesome. they have a, they have a thing where you can list, which is actually quite On the helpful. left side, right? Where I keep seeing the stuff pop up with so, like LFG. Yeah, so prior to Lich King, there was no match, not like, and it's not even really matchmaking, but it's just a list. So you can say, I want to heal this dungeon, and then people who are doing that dungeon can invite you. But in retail, it's a full system. You simply say, I want to do these dungeons or a random dungeon. Uh, you click it, and when a group's found, you get a pop-up, you set, uh, accept, and you and the group are in the dungeon. Whereas in Lich King, well, again, prior to Lich King, you had to type in chat looking for a group this dungeon and what you are and you had to take the time to make groups and and that kind of stuff which was so here again is another case of why some people like retail and why some people like classic well because the barrier to entry to a dungeon in retail is so low the second the group does bad someone's just like oh fuck this i'm out of here right yeah. and they just leave again you could just queue and get someone else but yeah. if it's like your tank then you're like oh shit and we're gonna have to sit here and wait for 10 minutes because tanks are rare um and that's another thing tanks are rare healers are less rare but still rare and dps because there's abundance of different classes they're less rare but you also need three dps for a dungeon um but yeah so again in in, in lich king or where you're actually like making these groups there's more incentive to stay together because again it's there's more of a process to put that group together right so yeah you lose you you die a couple times you're like okay i'm going to fight through this because fighting through this is quicker than going and finding another group and trying to do it all over again, right? It kind of so, reminds me of Destiny, though. In Destiny 1 and even in 2, I remember uh, there was like a Bungie LFG website that I would go to to find like a random group of like five other people and we would all jump on like PSN like chat and we don't know and like each other at all. Sometimes yeah. it'll be like Sebi or other people from my group as well and then we'll just be like talking to random people from around the world and be like, hey, uh has anyone of you done it they're like yep i've done it and they're like the guide and they're just guiding they're like yep jump over here so i kind of like that because it does kind of build that like bond whereas i know final fantasy 14 also does that where it's like you go into a dungeon and it auto it does like the matchmaking thing and like i, I was playing as a healer and it was like yeah like i go in people are like hey can you heal me and i'm like okay i'm gonna keep healing you we do the dungeon they do all the work and we're like all right bye you know there's like no yeah connection <laughs> yeah no there isn't and um and yeah sorry one thing i left out is that you have to uh at least two people have to even go to the dungeon they they put meeting stones in the game in the bringing crusade so you can as long as two people are at the dungeon you can summon the rest of the group so oh. all five people don't have to fly which is nice because you always get that one straggler or someone that has to finish their quest or something like that <laughs> um so again there there is still more of that you're it feels more like you're in the world um whereas in again in retail you're just teleporting everywhere so like yes you teleport to a big zone and people are around but again you didn't 
fly and then walk to that dungeon yeah <laughs> that kind of stuff right so so that's that's kind of why classic came back was because there was a desire for a lot of people to have this experience and it has been very popular and i think it's great it's it's nice to have this other content to do in between the the bigger retail um expansions so um i, I guess like, i i'm super happy to hear the, how much fun you're having with it yeah. because i wasn't quite sure how it was going to go with you <laughs> i mean the, the vanilla one when the initial one came out i was like playing it i was like everyone loves this game let me finally get into it and i was playing it and i was just like not connecting with it like some the story was not really hitting like i was like okay like i'm, I'm like okay I, I, you know i have to read a bunch fine i'll read all the stuff that's on the side i'm gonna read the quests and after a while it just got so disjointed that i'm like Wait, what am I doing again? I gotta go to like a city now. And like, there was like this one mission right in the beginning in WoW Classic, like the original one, which just really frustrated me where I had to go near like the water area. I had to maybe kill crabs or something. And they had to like drop something specific. And I needed five of them. So I spent like 30 minutes just trying to kill these crabs again and again. And I had to do it underwater and then come back up for air. And I'm doing this and I'm not getting my drop. And I'm like, is this a game? Like, what is this, man? I was spending like so much time on this. Yeah. There was just something that just didn't connect with me. With this one, I jumped in. Obviously, you know, I got the upgrade, so I was already level 70. Um, I kind of got all my gear and everything like that. And initially, me and Sebi, like, kind of got on this boat because he was, like, telling me where to go. I, like, no idea where to go. I'm like, uh, yeah. yo, how do I start this expansion? He's like, all right, all right, follow me. So we got on this boat. I'm like, okay, cool. It's going to, like, teleport or something. And the boat starts moving. I'm like, oh, shit, we're actually going, you know, to the place. Obviously, there's, like, a loading screen that comes at one point. Yeah. But I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. And I'm like, wait, so how do I go back to that thing? He's like, yeah, just get on the boat again. I'm like, oh, that's like automatically the entrance was, yeah, this is pretty cool. I actually like this quite a yeah. bit. And the setting came in, you know, there's like a whole enlistment uh, area where people are being enlisted. I, I crossed the line. I talked, it, like, it just felt more like a story. It felt more like I'm a presence there walking around, talking to someone, and then responding to me accordingly. Whereas yeah. in the Wild Classic, it didn't feel like that. So I think that's the key that got me in. Yeah, that streamlinedness helps a ton. Like just again, it, it guides you very well and uh, the quests are quite rewarding. They, that's another thing too, is that the, they've kind of done, a, at this point, you're kind of past the really bad quests and like early classic had some, you know, some rough ones, right? Like yeah. stuff you mentioned, the crabs and that. And, uh, <laughs> like you can breathe underwater a lot longer now. So when you do have to go underwater, it's not as painful. There's other ways to uh, mitigate that too as well. Um, but also like, yeah, I mean, just in general, like, oh yeah, and then escort quests, like they always broke in classic and those were annoying. But yeah, just like, it's very nice and streamlined. And it's, it's funny because you're in this weird place of like, this is, yeah, you played some of the classic, but you didn't really play through it. So I could only imagine, like, even I, when I jumped in, I was like, where do I get the boat again? I know I, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to go to the other starting area. There's actually two. Oh, and okay. um, I was like, oh, I like I knew the Stormwind one because that's the one I normally went. But I'm like, I, I want to do the other one because I don't really remember it. So I again, I had to like I was like, where do I go? Which boat and this kind of stuff. But then I don't know if you noticed there was actually in the um uh bonus pack or, or again the uh lich king whatever they call it bundle north, north end um upgrade yeah north think, end yeah. upgrade there was actually a scroll in there to teleport you right to the dock oh <laughs> there's so two i might scrolls. actually have that oh. yeah you, you probably have two scrolls so one scroll to teleport you to stormwind harbor 
and one to uh, teleport you to Mithril Harbor. Which is the uh, other area to go to. Yeah, which oh. is the other dock to get to the other side. So basically, one boat takes you to the left side, and the, that's where you went with the enlisting type stuff. Yeah. And mine went to the right, which is a, it's like a more of a forest type area. WoW, is, by the way, is like the Dark Souls of MMO. I'm just saying because... <laughs> Like, I feel like they don't tell you nothing. Like, I did not know where to get... I didn't know I had to go to a mailbox to get my uh, stuff, like my gear. Um, I didn't know that, like, when you get it, when you get, like, your uh, stuff, you got to right-click on it to learn the mount. I'm like, what the... I'm like, yo, I don't... I paid for this stuff. Like, tell me how to get these. Even the penguin. I didn't know I had to go to, like, an innkeeper. And innkeeper's like, here, by the way, here's your penguin. I'm like, oh, dude, like, I'm already, like, there. Give me the fucking penguin, man. Yeah, so people are yelling at their freaking screens or whatever right now. <laughs> WoW is one of the more accessible MMOs, especially at that time. Like, WoW was anything but the Dark Souls of MMOs. Like, WoW was, like, the... Like, I don't know. I don't even know what you would call it. Like, the devil may cry where you, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it's just so streamlined compared to old MMOs, which would never tell you, like, you had to read every little bit and um, quests were super hard and some didn't even have quests and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think, like, where you're, you're again, you're in this weird spot because you didn't do all that other stuff. So, like, had you had you played classic or played the burning crusade or or had that history you would kind of know like oh yeah they added pets and this is where the pets are um and then yeah like i know i know the areas very well like i tell you go to mithril harbor you have no idea where that yeah. is right um, <laughs> but <scroll>. of course <laughs> had you been playing classic you would definitely know where it was right so so again like yeah that's why i find it really interesting love you not having all that history and jumping yeah. in right into 70 and and all that kind of stuff so um yeah but, it, so do you recommend me playing through the original game like wow classic no, burning crusade no 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 you can you can 100 percent like it, it is very good like absolutely it, it takes a long time it, it takes a long time to level up um and again, while leveling up compared to previous MMOs is a joke, but <laughs> uh, that's beyond the point. Um, so no, like I wouldn't just like, obviously if you did it, you would definitely be more seasoned. You would understand your class inside and out. And it's not a big deal. You can learn that stuff. You're just going to have some of those pains. Like I don't know where to go. And you know, you just, honestly, I look up stuff all the time. Like if I'm stuck on a quest after a while, I'm like, fuck, what do I do? Or if I look at it and it's unclear. Well, I just use Questy. Well, uh, that's right, the thing. Just, Sometimes yeah. like Questy puts you in the area, but you don't exactly know. Like maybe you have to use an item on something or, or. Oh my God, it doesn't do that. Okay. I haven't reached that point yet because so far it's been very like obvious in terms of what I need to do. Yeah. Oh my God. There'll be some cases. <laughs> but again, it's never anything. It's like usually you kill something, you use the item and that, that's what ticks up the, the counter or they're probably like one of the worst ones is you have to use the item before they die, but you have to bring them down to 20% or something. So there, there is little variations in the quest there that you'll have to keep an eye on. And, but sometimes it's just like questy will say the question mark is here. Yeah. And you're, you go to there and you're like, the, the question mark's not here. Yeah. <laughs> so typically when that happens to me, like, yes, if I wanted to be immersed, I can walk, go around and I could find, oh, there was a cave over here and going through the cave, I'd get to where I want. 
but um, you, you could just also just go on Wowhead and put the t- quest thing in and go to the comments and someone's like, the cave's here. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather uh, do like, that. <laughs> yeah, so don't be, like, definitely do that, man. Like, it's it's just par for the course. Um, again, unless you're one of those people who wants to role play and be super immersed in the experience and all that kind of stuff, just just go to the guides and whatnot. But um, WoW's great, man. There's so much to it. Like, yeah. the, the way you can customize your UI and... Um, just like all the little things you can do, like your Especially Steam Deck console port. I'm, I'm still setting everything up there. Um, I, I thought I found a way on Steam Deck to just use my mouse and keyboard and you can, but for whatever reason, the mouse, cause I, when I walk, I don't know if you do this, but when I walk, I just press the left and right clicks together. So it just kind of walks at the same time when you just turn accordingly, whatever. But I remember in my case, when I was trying to do like the mouse and keyboard thing, if I do that and move left or right it stops at a certain point. So if I'm holding left, it's like almost like I hit the end of the screen and it won't turn anywhere past that. So it was like a weird thing in the Steam Deck, which I'm like, all right, I guess I got to use the joypad or the trackpad or whatever. But I'm trying my best to like set it up on the Steam Deck in a way where I'm like, hey, if I want, I can just bring my mouse and keyboard out, my wireless stuff, whatever, start playing it there. Or if I want, I can just use my controller. But like... Steam Deck became like my go-to where I set, I spent so many, I, I honestly have not played it that much, but I have because I'm just setting it up on either here, I was putting the Questia, I was putting console port, all the stuff. There was like a, another one called Immersion, I think. And there was like a dynamic something. Like mm-hmm. there was like all these ones that I was doing and I'm like, yo, I haven't played this game in a while. I'm just like <laughs> adding stuff. So I need to just start playing the game now, I think. Yeah, I think like like the best is like if you can get the working on the Steam Deck with console port nicely that you can just bang out your quests, like that'll be good. Um, but yeah, I think you like need to kind of get, you know, the groundwork <laughs> like with the mouse and keyboard and all that kind of stuff just to understand how everything kind of works and plays together. Like if you keep at it, man, like you're going to be doing like all kinds of crazy stuff with your key bindings because you have so many buttons and and all that kind of stuff. Like for me, like my mouse, I have all my buttons mapped on my mouse. Um, I have. Oh, do you have one of those ones that has like a bunch of uh, buttons on it? So yeah, so I bought the Razer Naga years ago. Oh, yeah. years years ago when I was playing WoW because I was like, why wouldn't I want that? Like, look at Ten that. Ten buttons. <laughs> yeah, and that thing was so hard to use because. You, in WoW, you're, it's like, it's not the most active, but it is still very reactive. Like, especially if you need to interrupt a spell or something, you need to be able to hit that button as quick as possible. So having those buttons, in a, like, it just was very hard to remember my placement. And I actually ended up finding that I only used the first half and the back half of the pad um, just because it was easier to tell that I was at the front or I was at the back. And then I kind of was like, I, the top button, the middle button or the bottom button. Anyways. So I was like, okay, I'm using six buttons on this thing. Why don't you just get a mouse that has six buttons that feels good. And that's what I did. And the mouse I have now has basically seven programmable buttons, which is more than enough. And they're all nice and easy to hit and tell which button I'm hitting and, and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, no, I, I I, mean, I haven't programmed because I just have like my regular mouse, but I'm trying to like learn even just my mage skills and stuff like that. I'm still kind of trying to learn in terms of like, you know, I got to hit this first. I got to do some buff on the side, all the stuff. Like I know there's like a page that I went to, which has like the, the list of commands I should do for attacking. But like, it's like, it feels like I'm like, you know, I have to try to memorize and every, all that stuff. But when I'm playing normally, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to throw a fireball at him. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm just going to yeah. have fun until I get to like a dungeon or something like that where it's a bit more serious. And I'm like, all right, let me 
actually have like a proper like set of things. Right now, I just like go in. I'm like, you know what? Let me just mess with this. Let me just get some XP from here. I'm just liking being able to just go in and just kind of have fun, weirdly yeah. enough, you know? And I think that's like the thing I wanted to bring up. Like, do you think this is a good place for like literally like kind of like me? I mean, I, I guess it, I don't really come because, you know, I have people like you and Sebi around me to be like, hey, play this game. But like, if there's someone who might not have friends that are into WoW and they are thinking about it, they're looking at this, should they jump in and play WoW Classic? <laughs> Oh, they should play WoW Classic. They shouldn't play Lich King. Like, they shouldn't just buy the boost and, and jump in. Like, I think that would be not, it's not, it's, it's possible. Absolutely. You can, you could take the time to learn all that stuff. I think a new person jumping in will have a much better experience just seeing it through from the start, um, especially if you don't have that friend group to support you. Um, 100% that's the way I would do it. And then I even think, like, I don't know on the classic side, but on the retail, you there is a trial up to a certain level too so um that gives you at least enough time to be like oh okay this is something i like or something i want to continue with before you jump up and then you also don't have to pay that money if you actually level all the way up but again that it it definitely takes time but i mean if you're enjoying playing it then it won't be a big deal for someone like me again it i did it because even just getting to 47 was for the nostalgia um no other reason right but i've done that level grind so many times like, yeah. i know at the back of my hand um so i don't care about skipping it all for the millionth time <laughs> and what about retail so like even people like myself like i've never played the retail version mm-hmm. so do you think that like obviously I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna finish this game like in a day or something it's gonna take a while to go through all this but like i know um dragonflight which is a new expansion comes out november something yep. so is that something that like I should also be like, you know what, let me start playing retail or is it like different enough or if I'm enjoying classic, I should just stick with classic. Okay. So what I would say in your case is just stick with classic and play through this. If you play through it and you're enjoying it and, and you want to continue on, then absolutely you should do um, retail. And I would say not like I, I don't know what they're offering for retail if what kind of boost you can get. I'm sure there will probably be a boost in the in the retail package. I didn't look if they have that for pre-order yet or not. Um, so yeah, so if you can get into retail and just boost the character up and, and play with us, absolutely, you should do it because it will basically be the same experience that you're having right now with Lich King. Every yeah. expansion kind of starts out the same. You usually go to a new area. There's a new quest line. You can pick it up instantly and especially if you go into retail as a mage it's going to be completely different but there is it's going to be familiar enough that it's still a frost mage you're still a fire mage you're still arcane mage you'll still see spells like fireball is there and and frost it won't be too much of like a change off a sudden it won't be huge but obviously you're going to see a bunch of like there's going to be other spells that you never used and stuff and that'll be the fun of it that's pretty cool learning all that kind of new stuff um, and I, I actually would love it if you did play retail because then you can see, I, I'm curious what, how you would feel based on playing Lich King and, and all those constraints that you have there that will just be completely gone in Dragonflight. And especially with some of the cool stuff in Dragonflight where you can like fly like th- faster than we've ever been able to fly in WoW. And um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be super interesting. Because I mean, obviously, because I have BattleNet and I like spent so long installing it on Steam Deck, all the stuff that ad kept popping up. So I feel like that's why my brain is already there. I'm like, oh, what is this Dragonflight coming out? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm down to check it out. I'm I'm definitely down to check it out. It'll be fun. 
All right, we'll, we'll move on to a big topic that you and I have been talking about quite a bit on the side, which is the NVIDIA GPU lineup that got announced. So oh, RTX 4000 series officially announced. October 12th, the RTX 4090 comes out. Um, November is when the 4083 comes out. So RTX 4090, 24 gigabyte RAM. RTX 4080, 16 gigabyte RAM. And then RTX 4080, 12 gigabyte RAM. Um, I, I have like some of the stats in terms of, because I didn't understand this. I put it in like the link as well. Um, it's on, it's from GPU mag, but it kind of talks, it kind of shows you uh, the, the CUDA cores and um, stuff like that. And I was just trying to understand because they're, they're comparing it with the 3090, the 4090, 4080, 4080, 12 gigabyte. And the reason I, I wanted to put this on there is because first of all, and we didn't announce this, they announced it at an absurd pricing, which is the 4090 is at $1599 USD, which is uh, a lot of money in Canadian dollars. And then the 4080 16 gigabyte is $1200 uh, USD. And then the 4080 12 gigabyte is $899 USD. So which is already a huge jump. So I'm gonna, cause I'm not, I'm not as technical as you. So I wanna pass it to you as someone who has been in PC gaming for a while. I, for me, this is still very new. Like, is this price, does this price match at all with what it, it used to be? <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't, man. Like, it, this, <laughs> these prices are crazy. Um, like, I get it. Like, obviously, tech is not getting cheaper by any stretch of the imagination. And obviously, all the kind of the crazy stuff going on in the world affects a lot of things differently. But it's clear that when it comes to GPUs, at least that existing 3000 lineup, there is no more shortage. There's abundance of them out there. Um, and it's very clear that they want to sell those still. And it kind of looks like instead of just delaying this launch, they are taking the approach that they're going to sell them side by side for a while until that other stock goes away. And it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to have even like the 4,000 just be a slightly more expensive than the three, right? Because you're just going to cannibalize the, the three. No one's going to buy it if you get twice the performance for $100 more. Only the people that are really strapped for cash are going to choose the cheaper GPU. Um, so that's kind of why it's just, yeah. The pre It just feels, again, I get it. I get there's like the tech's not cheap. The research is not cheap and all that kind of stuff. It feels scummy still like yeah. that they are doing this because of this like massive and again, I don't think it's like they would have been that much cheaper if the 3000 series was like more constrained. Um, but it does feel like they are taking advantage of this situation and, and they are kind of taking advantage of their place in the market. I know AMD is competing and, and they're doing some really good stuff there. But like some of the features that NVIDIA offers is they're still too attractive. Like DLSS is just too good in most cases. Um that people just don't want to move away from that stuff. The drivers and, and the software on the NVIDIA side is better. And that stuff goes a long way with especially more, you know, people that are more into, into PC gaming. So, um, I mean, like I haven't been as close to like the very technical stuff on these cards and everything. Like I'm kind of at the point now where just, just tell me how many more frames I'm going to get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how much better it's going to look. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, like they're doing some really cool stuff, and and DLSS three, I can't wait to see how that actually pans out, and when people actually start to do real tests on it. Um, yeah, but it's so Digital it's, Foundry has done. Uh, they they got access to it, and they did a bunch of tests with DLSS three three and 
I think they use some sort of AI generation of building the frame. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they, it was. Yeah, they did test, but they um, unless you're you watched the newer video than I did, but they didn't. They weren't able to like display anything other than like they couldn't tell you how many frames or anything like that. So it, it was very like. Yeah, like they did show some stuff, but it wasn't like very technical. Like they didn't have a lot of those specs and and the uh, the performance and all that kind of stuff there to actually make a true comparison. So, so they, I think there's a new video, so I'll send it to you oh, after okay. the uh, yeah. Awesome. So there's awesome. a new one, Great. and they do show that yeah, like at sometimes it is like two x whatever the the thing was on the thirty ninety, and what they were explaining was that they're using some sort of weird AI thing to generate a frame. Yeah, but then they were obviously like people's concerns were. How does that mess with frame timings? Uh, but then they showed that as well. That apparently does not mess with the frame timings at all. So it's obviously it's a really, really cool tech. And as much as I'm like, this is way too expensive. Like, I think both you and I will fall for that trap of, okay, like, yeah, but this the tech is just so good that, yeah, whatever, we'll pay the yeah. amount, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I do believe I'm going to be able to hold off because of these prices as much as I don't want to. I mean, yeah. I always want to, I always try it if I can afford it or if money isn't too tight at the time, I always want to upgrade. Um, Cause I do want the best. I want all the <laughs> frames. I want them all. I'm on all of them. Give me them all. Um, I'm going to probably hold out till the TI on this one. Okay. Um, and just because I feel like even if I don't go with the TI that it will be the price drop on the, the regular one will just be significant enough. Um, I'm going to just sit back and let this one play out a bit. I'm not going to jump in there right away um, and kind of hope for the best. Uh, hope some of these prices settle out. Hope AMD comes out uh, hard and very aggressive on pricing and that kind of stuff and kind of forces Intel's hand a bit. I think that's the only thing that we can kind of hope for is AMD comes out swinging. And um, even if they don't have the tech, they're working on FSR and all that stuff. As long as they can kind of say that, yeah, fine, like our tech is not as good as theirs, but, you know, without ray tracing, all that stuff, we're hitting the same numbers, if not better than NVIDIA, and we're giving it to you for cheaper. Because like you you and I kind of said this before as well, that like it's rare when I turn ray tracing on. I kind of turn it on, I'm like, okay, cool. But a lot of times, like I don't spend enough time on a scene to notice it, or I don't focus on the things to notice it. Uh, When it's lighting, sometimes with the lighting, it looks really cool. But even then, right, when I'm playing a game, I... I just don't care that after a while. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like Cyberpunk on my PS5 with whatever screen spacing they had on will look fine. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I still love it. So because of that, I'm like, I could see it. But like you're saying, like I I know that with the DLSS 3.0 being so powerful, it just it'll just last longer. That's like yeah. the whole idea. Yeah, and that's where I'm really interested in is just the DLSS. Like to me, that has been the killer feature on on the card uh, the 3080 I have. Um, and it's to be very clear though, it doesn't always work well. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some games where I won't even turn it on. I'm just like, even the quality mode, I can tell enough weird stuff is going on with this picture that is bothering me. Yeah. Um, so I rather just honestly, I would rather turn it off. I rather pull back the settings and just have that more, you know, less, you know, artifacty or, or weird picture and have it just even a little bit like you know, less detailed or even less frames. Um, as to, <laughs> despite what I said earlier, yeah. that was the case I would play DLS ultra performance all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just sometimes it, it just doesn't work well. So I'm hoping that 
it's going to be more consistent than anything. And obviously, yeah, if it, if it makes it better and, and the extra frames and all that works well, like, yeah, it could be 100%. It could be a game changer. Um, but yeah, I think like with the AMD stuff, like I was very disappointed last time they released their cards. I felt they came in way too high. Like, yeah, they beat um, NVIDIA, but and at the same time, NVIDIA was being aggressive. I still felt like they really had an opportunity there to pull it back even more and really start to take some market. They have that opportunity again, I believe. Like, obviously, I don't know yeah. what those cards are. I don't know how much it costs to make them. I'm not going to pretend I know it pretend I know any of that but if they I just hope that if they have that room that they just say we are willing to take the loss um yes we could sell these for $200 more or $100 more but we believe that we can really make a dent in this market by really cutting back they're going in hard on these prices we're going to deliver something yes not quite as good but the price to performance is just so good you don't want to pass this up and I just hoping they do that because that will force Nvidia's hand. I know, we'll, and the cool thing is we'll find out like November third. Like I, I feel like they just planned this. Like cause AMD released that uh, tweet right after Nvidia announced that they're gonna release the forty eighty series around then, being like, by the way, we're gonna announce our GPUs. Like they're letting us know. Like we yeah. know this is expensive. Hold off. So I mean, it's cool. I like that there's competition like this. You know, like at least there's someone there challenging Nvidia. And like you know, before that wasn't really the case. Um, oh, and I mean, no. I guess it, it kind of goes into like our next thing. We'll, we'll talk about the Call of Duty um, Modern Warfare 2 beta. You know, I have a 2080 and I was playing Modern Warfare 2 beta on my on my PC. And that game ran really, really well. Like I had no issues. I don't even think DLSS was on and it was hitting like 80, 90 FPS and 1440p, all that stuff. So I, I guess like, you know, I'll, we'll always talk about Modern Warfare 2 beta and stuff like that. In, in a world where... We have the Steam Deck. We have all these like things there, which are like kind of more geared towards mid to lower end gaming. Sort of like it's just getting more and more popular. Do you really think people will care about getting a forty eighty? Like the, at least the majority of people. I feel like we're in this weird spot where we're trying to go towards more of like everyone should be gaming. Everyone can get it. Whereas <laughs> Nvidia is like, no, no, only the elite can game now. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, it is a different market, right? Like yeah. getting everyone to game is not like, he's not to be like elitist, but I think <laughs> PC gamers are a different breed. Like, yeah. um, you could tell when you're talking to a PC gamer versus a gamer, right? Like th the fact that if they can name their video card or if they even say that they've upgraded or even, even people who just bought pre-built machines, right? Like they obviously are trying to get into that they they're willing to they know that they can pay extra money and get more performance um there's always going to be the i mean again like i'm i mean if if i showed up or i told you i ended up getting a 4080 or something you probably wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised myself yeah. <laughs> um i probably wouldn't feel great about it but <laughs> um and yeah so i mean i i do think it is like you do have some some degree of different crowds there. Yeah, like I wish more people would get in PC gaming and I think stuff like the Steam Deck is going to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, the person who's buying that Steam Deck, um, you know, they're probably not, not always, uh, there's a good degree of those people who are people that will never ever build a computer, right? Or yeah. 
or really get into that kind of stuff. Then you're going to have the people that I play Steam on my laptop and, you know, I don't get, it runs good enough. And, oh, this is cool. Now I could buy this and play my games there. But the same thing, they're, they're not going to go that extra mile and, you know, buy a full-blown rig and look up what's the best video card and, and all that kind of stuff, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I do think you have some split there and, you know, and there's lots of us over here. Obviously, there's lots of us over here <laughs> clamoring for more more frames. So, well, uh, I mean, don't I guess that I mean, changes. at least in terms of performance, like we, we'll talk about Call of Duty because... Modern Warfare 2 on my PC just like ran amazingly well at 1440p. I like no issues. So I guess like I know that there you had some concerns about some the way that, that the the game like some of the settings and or whatever like the developers have kind of implemented. But overall, like I played on PS5, I played it on PC. Definitely feels way better on PC. Maybe because I've just been playing last couple of Call of Duty have been on PC for me. So maybe it's because of that I just can't go back to using a controller. Or maybe because crossplay was on. I don't know why. I just it just wasn't feeling good. Yeah. But I really, really liked how it felt. I had the same issue as you where I could not see enemies sometimes. It just blended with whatever is there. Um, and for me, like the, the thing that I, I also agree with the minimap, uh, it, it wasn't the great, it, it wasn't the best, I think. I don't know why the minimap also feels just off. Every time I look at it, I'm, I just don't get any information. It just feels like, why am I looking there? I'm just gonna keep running around, I guess. So I'll throw it back to you in terms of your experience with, with Modern Warfare 2 so far. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Um, like on the performance side, exact same thing. Like I do have a bigger monitor and uh, higher resolution and that kind of stuff, but it ran very well for me. Um, going back to DLSS, it does support it. And I was playing it on, uh, so I almost always play quality DLSS. Um, and that's what I was playing on here. And it was pretty good, um, but I still was, there was still some weirdness going on that I could tell and I didn't like that. So I actually ended up turning it off, pulling some stuff back just a little bit. And I was still hitting a hundred, like, I think on the six V six maps, I was getting 120 frames average. And I was probably getting like 90 on the, the big ground war map. So, um, yeah, so performance and everything is super great. Looks good. Um, you know, kind of what I would expect from a call of duty at this point. Like, I just love that. Call of Duty ports on PC are good again. Like, yeah, um, that's how I played Modern Warfare One and Two and and Black Ops, and then I kind of fell off when the ports became really bad, and it was mostly like the focus was on consoles. So I said, "Oh, I'll go consoles, learn the controller and stuff." So yeah, so I I went to uh, PC, and yeah, playing this game on PC is awesome. I tried PS5 as well. I'm don't know if I'm going to be able to play a Call of Duty on a console again. Uh, <laughs> it, it, as long as they keep putting out these PC ports the way they are, I, I'm that's where I'm going to play, and I do prefer the mouse and keyboard. Um, as far as the game goes, you nailed it. Like the the, I can probably get I I, I will get over the mini map if they don't ever put it back. I be very clear. I want to, I want those red dots back. Like you said, it, it's messy because. They put red dots on that compass at the top. Yeah. But they're hard to see. But if you're going to put them there, and the, yes, it doesn't give you quite exact the information. But it, I found like it's 
as long as I've been playing Call of Duty, my eyes go to that mini map. They go back. I mean, yeah. not back. Same now, with Destiny, Halo. I just have a, I have it. Yeah, but now it's weird because if you want to use that compass, which can be very powerful, like I, I've been able to flank people many times because of it. But now I'm like looking at the compass. I'm looking at the mini map and then back. <laughs> and because I'm like, well, do I have a UAV? Because if I have UAV, I want to use the mini map. Um, but no, I don't. But I could see red dots on the compass. So now I'm looking at the compass. Um, but anyways, like I can get over that. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Like I do think it lowers the skill level in the game a bit. Um, but the not being able to see enemies is by and far the biggest problem. And I'm, they've acknowledged it and they are going to, they said they're going to come up with a way to make it more easier to see people without nameplates. I don't get what they're going for with this game though. Like, it's almost like they're trying to go in the realism side and that's not Call of Duty. Um, and again, some of that stuff is fine. You can get over it. But it's just like not having nameplates. It just it makes it so much harder. Like, um, I don't care what they do. They could put a freaking red outline around the enemies. I'd be fine with that. Um, I just want to be able to see them. And the number of instances of I had there's a guy laying prone among dead bodies. I literally look at him. And I'm like, dead bodies. And then all of a sudden I see the guy move and then I'm dead. I'm like, are you kidding me? I had another <laughs> instance there. I turned and there was a, a, an enemy there. He was facing away from me with his gun. And I was like, oh, he's a teammate because I, there was a blue dot above his head. The blue dot, the blue dots go through walls. So it was my teammate behind the guy. And of course, everything's happening so fast. So yeah, sure, that blue dot would have eventually moved or whatever, but everything's happening so fast. I looked at the guy, teammate, so I'm not going to shoot him. I look away and next thing I know, I die to that guy. Yeah. And those things, those moments are so infuriating. And I'm seeing people who are like, I just shoot everything. Well, yeah, that's not <laughs> okay. If you're going for this realism thing, and that's one of the reasons they took away the red dots, is they, they said they want people to be able to fire their guns. Well, that's good because I'm going to need to be able to fire my gun at will, it seems like, if I can't tell who's a teammate or not. Um, someone did a great compilation video of it, and same thing. There were so many times it was like, I saw that, I'm like, that's an enemy. No, it was a teammate. Nope, that's a that's a teammate. No, it was an enemy. They need to fix this. That is that is the one thing that will drive me away from that game. That that might be the one difference between me playing the game all year and me playing it a couple months um, or less. So I really, really hope they fix that. Anyways, I, mean, I, I don't know if they're going to do another beta, but I hope no. they do. They right? won't. Just kind of no. show. No? Yeah. Historically, they've never done another beta. So if they did, it would be the first time and it would be surprising, but we're not going to get another beta. We're going to find out October 28th. Yeah. Someone made a joke one time that the next beta is October 28th. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which I thought that was way. hilarious. Um, it but is yeah, I mean, uh, but anyways, like those are my, my biggest gripes. And honestly, everything else outside the game is awesome. Yeah. Um, the guns, I like the guns that I use. The movement good. feels pretty good too. Movement is pretty good. Like I, I definitely like the faster paced movement. Um, it, it It's a little weird because... So now sliding is not as viable as it used to be. Yeah. Like in Vanguard, you could just be slide. I slid around every quarter. <laughs> in this game, if you slide, you're going to die. Yeah. Um, so you definitely want sliding to be like an escape mechanism more than anything. Um, so it, it is slower and, and you're going to pre-aim more. But then you get this weird thing where because people now are jumping around corners every single place because 
because of the slower movement, people are pre-aiming more. And now people are like, well, I know someone's pre-aiming, so I'm going to jump to make as hard as I can for them to hit. So now I'm getting in this weird thing of like, well, I probably should jump around this corner now. Yeah. So now I'm jumping around corners instead of sliding. <laughs> and so it's some of that stuff's weird, but yeah, man, like I, I complain, I'm complaining about a lot about stuff about the game, but I did enjoy my time with it. I am looking forward to it. Please, I'm, please, 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 Infinity Ward, just fix the visibility and we'll be good. I, I can't believe it's like just four weeks away, so I'm pretty excited as well. Like I'm I'm excited for like the, the story and stuff too because Modern Warfare usually typically like has really good stories. Um, so that campaign is going to be pretty fun and I like that we'll get it on 21st. That's a game changer for me because yeah. I have not played a campaign in forever because when I'm playing that campaign, I'm like... I'm missing out on my my levels. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So I'm out of there, and uh, I haven't played one. I don't even. I think Advanced Warfare might have been my last one. So it's been a long time. I'm excited. So this to one, play it. I can tell. This one feels like it could be good, but who knows? Genius we'll find move. Really soon. Genius move. Do this uh, we'll, all the time. We'll find it really soon. Uh, I know there's one platform that won't be getting Modern Warfare. I think which is Google Stadia. Actually, no, maybe Google Stadia is. But we should talk about Google Stadia shutting down. They just announced it. I remember when they were first coming out. I, I don't, I didn't really predict this, but I was, I was kind of, I was putting it out there that for a company that's doing this whole cloud gaming thing, they cannot be asking people to pay sixty USD or in Canada eighty Canadian dollars for a game and be like, yeah, you can play on the cloud. I would totally get it if they're like, you pay this much, you can play it on Steam, and you can also play it on a service. Like they're asking full price, and they were completely okay with that, and now they're done. So, yeah. what do you think? Like, or, do you, or did you think this would last? <laughs> I, I like honestly I was surprised that it lasted as long as it did. Um <laughs> as soon as I saw that model, I was out right away. Yeah. Like when I first heard about Stadia, I was excited. I was like, yeah, I'm any new type of form of gaming I'm in. Like the thought that I can probably put, maybe play this in a hotel or something and, and that kind of stuff. All that was exciting to me. Um, but as soon as I heard that I was gonna have to buy the games, um, and then I, otherwise I could pay a subscription and get better quality and a couple games, a few yeah. games that I already had. And like, I was like, no way. Like, why would I pay for this? So I, I never, ever bought it. Um, and I, I was always like when they changed the model to more of a subscription and give me some solid games or bring in game pass into it or, or whatever other service and Ubisoft or something that makes it worthwhile then I'll do it. But until then I'm not going to do it. And they never did it. So I'm not surprised one bit. I just don't get, I don't get it. Like I, I never understood why they thought this would work. And I, I don't even get why they didn't try other stuff. It kind of yeah. seems like they just, this is what we're doing. And then they called it a day and kind of kept the float and now it's dead, dead. And but but see, this is interesting because Google State is shutting down at the same time that Logitech announced a handheld that, that will cost 350 USD to basically play cloud games on. Razer announced a partnership with Verizon to make their own similar Logitech handheld thing. So I'm a little confused. Like, first of all, 350 USD for a cloud gaming handheld when there's a Steam Deck that can literally do the exact same thing and... It is a PC that you can turn into a PC. You can play whatever you want. You can install your games directly. I'm like, who are, who's making these business decisions? I'm a little confused. Like, am I missing something out of all this? I, dude, I'm with you. Like, there's only one person I know something this is for. And that's that person who 
doesn't have a phone for some reason <laughs> or can only afford a very old phone, but for some reason can afford 350 for this. Yeah, exactly. um, so I'm not even sure who this is for. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's crazy. Like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like I, I, I can, I can appreciate it because like, I do believe like devices, like we are going to see more devices like this in the future. And I think stuff like what Razer's doing with Verizon is huge. Like, that data thing is the big part, right? So I, I assume that there is some kind of contract there where basically playing the game through it is going to cost you next to nothing or it's not going to count to your cap or whatever, right? Like that's a big part. So when that is more available, then these things are going to be more attractive. Like for me personally, if I could play, like I would love to stream games on my phone when I'm out and about, but I'm never going to do it because I'm never, no, I don't want to consume that data. Yeah. So I think like, you know, as that technology gets better and and that kind of stuff, and as the internet in general becomes more accessible, which is crazy that I'm saying that in 2022. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like mobile internet is more accessible and, and you don't have to worry about caps like you do today. Uh, I do see a future there, but like this is just, no, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's, it's crazy because it's $40 or so less than the lowest and Steam Deck. And Steam Deck nowadays is so quick. Like I've, I'm reading posts on Reddit where people order the Steam Deck on like September 18th and they already got the email. Like it's gotten that, like the production has ramped up that much that I'm like, it's not even an issue where people can get a Steam Deck. They're like, you know what? I'll buy this Logitech thing or whatever. It's like, no, you can literally get a Steam Deck now. So, and I, I obviously it's a little different, right? Steam Deck, mm-hmm. uh, Steam OS, you buy games on Steam, money goes to Steam and Valve. So they're able to kind of subsidize and then, you know, pr- like lower the price accordingly. With Logitech, they, they, that's it. That's it. All they can sell is that product. But Logitech needs to understand also, like, this is what's out there. Like, they need to, like, I understand they have to swallow some costs. Maybe have, like, a Logitech subscription service or whatever where, okay, fine, you get this. But at the same time, you pay us $10 a month, you'll get all these games, uh, all these subscription services. Maybe, you know, put in a packet. I don't know what. But you can't give us a 350 USD handheld that is basically an Android device. That's all it is. You can get one on Amazon for like less than that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just put like a thing on the side, make it into a controller, you're done. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I don't honestly don't think, I don't I don't think this is, I don't think that's gonna be successful. I mean, who knows, but like, I, I'm curious to see who's gonna buy it. Um, and obviously talking about handle, I quickly wanna talk about Steam Deck because um, I know you have your Steam Deck. Um, I have mine, I had them weird, it wasn't really a drift issue. I just had like a weird thing with a thumbstick. I told Valve people about it. I'm like, yo, is this like a big issue? Uh, I don't think it is. I literally said that in my thing. I'm like, I don't think it is, but like, let me know. They're like, you know what? RMA, send it back to us. I'm like, oh shit, it's, it's an issue. I'm like, all right, send it back. Take three weeks or whatever. Get it back. Same issue on the right stick now. <laughs> but like, I mean, the game still, everything works. There's like no issue. I go, I tell the Valve people again. I'm like, hey, by the way, I got the new Steam Deck, but the issue is on the right side. They're like, uh, yeah, you know what? That's not really an issue. I'm like, I, I said that initially, but you told me to send it in and you guys took four weeks to send me that one back. Whatever the case is, it's all good. I'm just going to replace the stick on my own. I actually wanted to kind of, I found like a cool one, which is like supposed to be better, like the magnetic one or something like that. Uh, that's supposed to like have no drift ever. But the idea is I'm going to start tinkering with this now, which is what I've been doing. So I've been playing Steam Deck or messy. I haven't been playing with it. I think before I was playing with it to make sure that everything was working. But now I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to mess around with it. I'm going to, I bought like a JSOX dock and I'm like connecting to the TV. I put my uh, mouse and my keyboard attached to it. I went on, I downloaded uh, battle.net and uh, installed WoW Classic. I 
installed all the stuff like Questy, all that stuff on it. Um, I'm, I'm going to probably install like the Heroic Launcher or whatever to add my Epic Games, maybe some other stuff, you know, emulation and all that. So now I'm like actually like using this as a PC, which is just so cool because like I literally have like a little monitor with my Steam Deck attached to it and my mouse and keyboard. And like rather than having my two huge screens, my RTX 2080 perfect PC here, I'm rather using this, I'm using my Steam Deck and just using that all the time. And I just love the device. And like, it's like the first time I'm not afraid to just kind of mess around with a product. And like, kind of, I feel like Steam Deck does that to you. So like you have your, you've even installed Windows. Like how's your experience been with the Steam Deck? Yeah, it's been great. Like I, I love to tinker with stuff. Um, so I was, as soon as I got mine, I was doing any and everything I could. I, I, I definitely just used it as is at first just to get a feel for what it was like. But yeah, you're, it, like it's such a cool device, man. Like just like the fact that you can go into a desktop mode and um, have all that kind of stuff there is just like, and, and like you said, plug in a mouse and keyboard, use like a PC, like it's so cool. And then, yeah, I went down like right away. I did the, uh, the Windows thing because I want my Game Pass games locally and all that. Um, that was all right. Like, I mean, I think in general, like, I feel like Game Pass and offline mode is got some room for improvement for sure. Um, it's definitely nowhere near as nice as Steam. So the, the Windows thing is, it's really fun to do. And yes, you can, especially if you have a connection to the internet and everything, like you can definitely play those games and you could play a lot of those games very well. Um, and then you can play games that you wouldn't be able to play because of the anti-cheat and that kind of stuff. Your, your mileage will vary for sure. I did everything on an SD card. I like that approach because I, I kind of left my steam thing intact the way it was. And now I have just my like windows one that I can just do whatever and mess around on. Um, and booting between them is just a matter of putting the card in and out. Like there is a launcher, but it's just faster just to pop out the card go into steam or put the card in and go into windows um some windows games like it's very weird like for example forza um running it on windows took forever to load into it like it i don't even know how long it took minutes i think but once i was in it was playing great um so yeah. you get weird things like that so it definitely makes sense how they did steam deck like and i'm just so impressed with uh the strides they made like proton and and the stuff they're doing there and the way they're able to like really emulate games and they feel native and perfect like it's yeah. so good it such a great device um again i've just been having fun just messing around trying anything and everything like did the wow thing as well and that was super fun just to actually see wow in this little handheld with, yeah. the, with the controls and stuff um and one thing i will say about like the the, the way like even with wow classic because i had connected to like a 4k tv yeah. and i guess by mistake like obviously it was a 720p because that's what my screen was set at um and there was like a, a scaling thing right so you can scale it up to 4k and everything like that oh, but okay. it keeps obviously the overall render is still 720p and it looked really good i was like wow. oh wow like i'm like render i'm putting it up at 4k obviously it wouldn't be 60 fps perfect it'll be like between 50 and 60 but i'm like yo i can actually play this game i can have my mouse and keyboard just play through wow on my tv take it out and have my PC here. You know, like, I just love that idea that because there's so many games on my on my PC that sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I just, I want to play it, but I don't feel like playing it handheld, you know, because I, I'm not, in the, I don't care about watching something else. Sometimes I just want to kind of like, almost go like a switch, just put it somewhere, start playing it in another room. And I love that Steam Deck kind of allows you to do that. And uh, I know I kind of mentioned the, the JSOC stock. So I will say that I, I, I'm replacing mine because it just does not, 
like the connection does not stay like in terms of the, the HDMI from the dock mm. to the TV. It kind of goes black, comes back on, goes black, comes back on. So I was kind of giving that a PSA because I know you've also kind of are looking to get that one. So just in case that does happen, it apparently happened to a bunch of people. But I still like, I loved it so much. Oh, you already got yours. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you have to test it out and like yeah, let me know how it goes. I haven't I tried it yet. It's still in the It box. should be, honestly, it should be fine. It's like one of those rare issues. Like, But I liked it so much that I ordered one like ASAP. I was like, no, I, I need one. Cool. Uh, I don't care about waiting for the Valve one. But like, it's, I just love the Steam Deck and what it's doing. And I love that what it's done to me as like a gamer because um, there's so many times where, like right now I'm just playing a lot of WoW Classic, right? So uh, sometimes I'm like watching TV and I'm like, you know what, let me just jump on WoW Classic on, on Steam Deck. But sometimes I'm like, you know what, I like really like GTA 4. Uh, and I'm actually going to play it again because I forgot the story, Nico Bellic and all that stuff. I just want to go bowling with Roman again. And like, I just start playing that on my on my Steam Deck and literally I've gone through like, I think five or six hours. I start playing Divinity Original Sin 2. I'm like 10 hours in, played through like 10 hours of Vampire Survivors. Like, it's just, it's a game that just allows you to be like, you know what? There's a game that I want to play. Let me just play for like an hour or so. And next thing you know, you play 10 hours. And I never, I have, I own these games. I have them on my PC, my PlayStation, my Xbox. But I just don't play them. With my Steam Deck, I do. It's crazy. Yeah, like um, I I did my first trip with the Steam Deck, and it was like it was awesome. Just the fact that I was playing games that I wanted to play at home, and I was playing them on the go. I was making progress in them, and yeah, it's it's awesome, man. It is a it's a great device for sure. Yeah, no, I'm and I totally get it. I was like uh, a reach. I was reading more about Steam Deck and why they chose the the battery levels and all that stuff, like the battery that they put in. Uh, why they chose a specific power for the Steam Deck because they kind of were explaining that if we went with a more powerful Steam Deck, it would require a huge bigger battery, which means a way, way bigger uh, console, essentially. Yeah. If they went with like a similar model or like make it made it tinier, then they can't put this big of a battery, then it would not, it would be like an hour long. So it was, it's cool that they did the weird calculations of like, this is where we can meet. <laughs> yeah, like they obviously were thoughtful about it, right? Like it's, you got to think about it as like, just think about PC gaming in general, right? The way you you just throw power at it all the time, you just throw more power, you throw more power, and things run better, they run faster, um, and yeah, when you put it into this small device that has a battery, it that I couldn't imagine how much work it was to figure out that <laughs> this was the battery, this was the right size, based on what we're doing and and you know the default performance and all that kind of stuff, and. It, it, you have those trade-offs like I, like um i didn't have my battery pack with me so uh, when i was on the plane to make sure i made it through most of my flight i pulled the um i actually pulled the performance back a little bit i pulled the lighting back a bit and yeah of course like i that wasn't how i wanted to play but i would rather play that way and play an extra half hour hour than than not right so it, it's kind of cool that you even have that flexibility there so I, I i do think like you do get a very achievable battery life out of this because uh, again like where do you draw the line right like you know do you ha- double the battery size then you double the device size do you uh pull the performance back but then you're not getting the great performance and and what i mean by that is resolution and, and all that kind of stuff so you know i think they i think they did as probably as good a job as anyone could have uh given every pc gaming is a is wild wild west it's not like even the switch doesn't have great battery and they're designing games specifically for that device. Yeah. No one's designing like they're support they're supporting the Steam Deck. 
no one's designing a game for a Steam Deck and yeah. saying like, I'm going to build this game and you're going to get four hours of battery life out of it. No, people are building PC games and that's the beauty of this. But yeah, there are going to be these little trade-offs, like the battery life is not going to be the best and that kind of stuff. So, um, but I think they, they've nailed it. And honestly, like this is my first time using a Linux system and everything like that. But I went to like the desktop mode and, and I, I kind of understood like the way that the reason like the, the Steam and all the stuff like is able to run these Windows-based games technically is because they almost create like they call it, I think it's called a prefix or whatever. They, it's called, they use a thing called Proton. And it was really cool because I like, see this is the thing that I, I love that it made me like look into this, right? And it's cool how they create like in like a little folder. They create their own version of Windows, essentially using this Proton compatibility thing. And the game will kind of be in that folder. And the game will kind of technically think it's in Windows. Like, yeah. I just love that Valve, like, did all this of, like, yeah, it's a Linux-based system. But don't worry, we'll we'll do this. We'll find a way to make these games run. And they did it with this. And I just found that so fascinating because with we, we had to do that with World of Warcraft. You had to go into the whole, like, Proton folder, all this yeah. stuff, which is, like, crazy. So I just found that so fascinating. I'm like, this is, like, love or a system <laughs> that's what the joy is man like that thing of like yes setting up well and that thing was a pain in the ass having plug it in and download this and do that <laughs> but the fact was like you do that and then you're like holy shit this was not meant to run like this and now exactly. i'm running it like this <laughs> yeah. right now like that that that's the best feeling with the <laughs> device for sure i know we have a few minutes left so i'm gonna quickly talk about some of the games uh that we've been playing we already talked about wild classic and GTA 4, I've been playing that. I've been really enjoying that. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, still playing through that, uh, uh, you know, pretty long game. I'm going to put that aside right now because I want to I wanna focus on WoW Classic. I should not have played those two games together, but really, really enjoying WoW Classic and, and everything like that. So I'm just going to be focusing on that. Uh, how, but I'm going to throw it, how throw many it to hour, you on Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. How many hours into Xenoblade? I'm like five. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, man, that's like, isn't that like a hundred hour game, 80 hour game? No, uh, I mean it's a, it's a very long game, but like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. like not that Probably far good in. To put away but I'm now. gonna I'm gonna be focused on all classic. <laughs> but I know you've been playing Cult of the Lamb. How's yeah. that going? So I finished Cult of the Lamb. That was actually I finished it on my Steam Deck. Um, I really like that game. That is a great game. I'm going to say though that it wore out as welcome with me. Um, it just kind of like I kind of wish there was. I don't know. I liked building my thing and everything, but I didn't get super deep in that. I wanted all these decorations and I want to make it look this way or that way. I kind of just was enjoying, like, I liked building this to make my guys stronger. I like doing this to level up some more. I liked, you know, doing this and this to make myself stronger, to progress in the dungeons. Um, the, the combat is awesome. It's very tight, but it's very simplistic. And like you roll, you have two attacks and that got a little bit tiresome as it went on. So um, I, I think it's a fantastic game. You're right. The sound is awesome in it. Um, it is very unique. Very, it, it, It's a good game. Um, it just, for me, it, it, it dragged on a little bit too much. Um, but yeah, highly recommend otherwise. Yeah, I love Cult of the Lamb. Uh, I had a good time. One of my favorite games of the year, for sure. Um, I also played Midnight Fight Express. Oh. This game was surprisingly fun. Dude, that game, I, I'm at level 30, like, 5 or something now. So I'm I'm getting close to wrapping it up. But you're right, man. That game is so surprising how fun that game is. And uh, it's it, it kind of reminds me of, um, it's like part Sifu, part, uh, I don't even know part what else. Like, um, <laughs> uh, it's like Batman, part Batman, part Sifu. Um, 
it's just really cool really cool game like uh it looks good um for what it is it is very much an indie game um it's got cool music to go with it but you get in this like rhythm state with it where you're rolling parrying grabbing guns shooting throwing stuff kicking stuff like um very surprised very cool game yeah arcade but with arcade paradise i feel like i've seen that somewhere is that is that a game pass game or is that on a steam game no so uh, arcade paradise is on steam um i i just oh that's the one where it's like a thing where you have a bunch of arcade games right yeah it is um so i'm not super deep into it uh i have it open here how many hours i'm at two just over two hours into it um but it is really cool it's basically you take over your parents laundry mat and you have to run the laundromat still. So you got to go in there, clean up the garbage, do some laundry and everything you do gets you money. But in the back room, there's, there's some arcade machines. So you go and empty the arcade machines and you're like, holy shit, there's more money coming out of these arcade machines than there is out of the, the laundry machines. So you literally are like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to buy some more arcade machines. Um, so you're, you're basically, you're going through your daily like routine of like, you open the store, you do some laundry, you clean up some stuff, get a bunch of money, and then you go empty the machines and everything. And then you're like, Oh, I got enough money to buy a new arcade machine. So you, you go online on your computer in the office, you buy the uh, arcade machine and the next morning, the arcade machine shows up. Now the, what's really awesome is you could play the arcade machines. Um, and every arcade machine is its own like game. They're all like ripoffs to some degree. Like there's a one where it's like, um, you're being chased by the cops. It's literally Pac-Man, <laughs> right? Like um, when you basically you're picking up the dots, but the police are chasing you and then you pick up something, you turn it into a tank and then the cops run, run away from you. There's like puzzle games, like Bejeweled and that kind of stuff. So you go in there and then you could try to beat high scores. Um, I haven't got here yet, but apparently like you have people you talk to on chat on the computer. So apparently like they say like, oh, hey, I beat your score. Go see if you can beat it. Um, very cool game, man. Uh, oh, I'm really, gonna take this out. really fun, really interesting. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to take this out. Uh, sorry to cut this short, but thanks so much, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. Trevor, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Trevor Her. That's at Trevor, H-E-R-R. Awesome, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.